You're listening to The B Word Unpacked, brought to you by Good Stock Consulting. Hey, B-Pack. In this episode, me, Kim, and Ebony, a.k.a. Eb, will unpack bow or dating. Disclaimer, we're a group of heterosexual women speaking from our own experiences and in no way are trying to exclude our same gender-loving sisters. Kelly, this ought to be fun because I know my dating preferences have changed over the decades because I'm married. Married people still date, or at least they try to date from time to time. Right, but I mean, who has time? Girl, you gotta make time. <laughs> make time. What but time? Now, before we before we dive too deeply, let's do this quick lightning round, shall we? Now, ladies, we know we we want it all, right? We 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 want the the cars, the house, mm-hmm. the men, the mm-hmm. job, right? But tell me when you're looking at these men, what are the top two must-have qualities that you look for, and then two qualities that when you see it, you absolutely run. So I start right. So my turn-ons. Now, the way my friend Kiki, shout out um, Shakima and Crooks, right? But uh, <laughs> the way Kiki explains it, she says that I like peacocks. And at first, I didn't know what she meant by that. Um, but peacocks, I guess, are the guys that when they walk into the room, like all the eyes turn towards that that man. Like it's a confidence that I can't mm-hmm. necessarily mm-hmm. describe, but it's an energy that he gives off. You know what I mean? Like he, he has that appearance of like, I ain't got a boss. Like, I, I am the boss. I guess that's Here what Jay-Z had towards, you know, for Beyonce, because I've never understood that. But maybe it's that energy. Um, <laughs> that felt like it's, shade. It's, it's, it's no shade, because I love their love. But it got to be something. Y'all know what I mean. <laughs> I think he's cute. Child, no. I'm not going to let it. I'm not going to let it. And I love him. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, and that tells you that, that it has to be more than just looks. Am I wrong with that? <laughs> no. no. Okay, okay so fast forward. I mean, because, for, okay, so to be as superficial as I sound now, <laughs> uh, because I need somebody who has a, a strong jawline. Like, if you have a strong jawline, then you got a friend in me. You know? You are so weird. I, I, am I weird? <laughs> You're and maybe that's girl. because y'all, I don't know. Maybe that's because I'm anesthesiologist and we place the breathing tubes. But if you have like a weak jaw, <laughs> I can't. Is that wrong? Not at all. You're no. just cracking us up, girl. <laughs> yes. Let me not be, let me go to something else then. Okay. What I'm really attracted to is um, just someone who can really challenge my way of, of thought. Like I am a sapiosexual the entire way. Like if you can stimulate me mentally, then. We can have a long term thing going on, you know what I mean? But um, but I'm not even you see, I'm like sapiosexual. Sapiosexual. Gotta add that to the orientation. Sapiosexual. <laughs> if you don't have anything to talk about, I am going to get. I get. I get bored um, with the, the conversation. Like I need something to be a little bit deeper. Um, but it's fun for me. It's fun to learn about different cultures and things like that. But it, as far as turnoffs, in addition to the, the jawline. Right. Oh, <laughs> I, have, I have an issue with if you are below five nine. Oh gosh. I don't think I don't think we're gonna work because okay, because the thing is though, because I am a big cuddler. Right. And I you're not even people. tall. Huh? You're not tall. I don't wanna look you in the eye. <laughs> okay, I don't wanna look you in the eye, and I don't want you looking me in the eye, and I don't want you looking up at me either like <laughs> if I have on heels 
I need you to appear as if you do too. Okay? <laughs> and I, I feel like I should have gone first in this cycle because now I feel like I'm going to be the shallow one in the group. <laughs> fast forward, Kelly. Can well, I talk? I, I'll talk, girl. I'm gonna <laughs> jump in. You have totally tickled me today. You Crazy. have tickled me, as they like to say in the church, on today. So <laughs> let me just say that you know, 20 year old Kelly, I loved, loved my pseudo intellectual artsy boy with locks. The thicker and the longer, the better. Oh, and gosh. I just realized how that sounded. <laughs> right, and that's great for you. And I would pray for you. Yes. That sounds very sexual. That sounded very sexual. And I mean, Lord help if the boy had a guitar or had poetry book under his arm. she want a renaissance man. We are reading this rated R. Please guard your children's ears. Um, Seriously, though, in terms of my turn ons, I really like, and I hope this doesn't sound antiquated or whatever but i really love like a manly man mm-hmm. and by that i mean a man who really knows how to like how to do stuff yes. how to fix shit around the yes. house and who isn't afraid at times to just basically say kelly you need to sit down set your ass down sit, go sit down mm-hmm. and another main turn on for me is a man that really loves to cook and who's really a homemaker who likes to take care of his home mm. who just takes pride in his home like just the combination of that i find just that sexy out. it's kind of cute mm, i kind of find that just sexy like, so you want a manly man that hammers up stuff in an apron <laughs> in, in an apron <laughs> and, and long thread locks there you go with his I guitar mean, strapped on his back i've got i've got i've got a lot of likes um in terms <laughs> of my turn offs right. the two things i just can't stand are i'm gonna i can't stand uh, when yes, people talk about especially yes. my male Mm-mm. black men Mm-mm. when you start talking about i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm like no stop it what are you doing like just stop tell Shut me what down. you are in the moment doing like yes. that to me is just much more sexy and i'm not saying that i don't believe in dreams i like a dreamer but i like I a dreamer with a plan and a timeline put some legs on them dreams i need a timeline on that i'm gonna and the other thing that's a major turnoff for me is a mama's boy and i feel bad even as i say this because i don't know if i'm raising one or not <laughs> Just don't let him be. Poor Max. Poor Max. Poor Max. Mm. Kelly, yours sound a lot like mine. Like, my top two are confidence and handiness. Like, I love a man who takes charge. You know, mm-hmm. you come in, it's not like, what you want for dinner? We got to debate it. No, you say, nah, we going here for dinner at seven o'clock. You need to be ready. Like, that is sexy to me. Mm-hmm. I made decisions all day today at work. Yep. Come home and tell me what's about to happen. Yep. Okay. I love it. I love it. And then the handiness, like the ability to fix and build. I mean, like, you can take me out the country, but I will always be a country girl. And there's just something about a man that can climb a tree with just his hands. And mm. then he can chop that wood and build a porch. I mean, mm-hmm. how is that not sexy? And climbing trees. Climbing trees. And, Tarzan. Listen, in college, <laughs> like Tarzan, I call my man Paul Bunyan. I love it. Mm. In college, literally, like Juki Ebb's sister and my homegirls, they would right. tease me because I was always searching for that man that could build a porch, y'all. Like, literally, that was my prayer. Mm. Sierra had her prayer for a man that loved kids and was worldly, and she got Russell. Right. I prayed for a man that could build a porch. Number three, y'all know that? They got a number three, baby. They having a number three, baby. 
Right. Because she got what she prayed for. She did. I prayed for a man that could build a porch, and I got one that built a whole house. Come through Amen. Jesus. Come through Jesus. Amen to that. But my top two turn-offs are liars and hoes. And, oh, my God, they loved me in college, y'all, because I kept me a liar and I kept me a hoe. Mm. Mm. Dating was mm-hmm. so, so reckless in college, but damn, was it fun. Oh, yes. Damn, was it fun. Mm-hmm. Let's jump into the B-side and unpack this thing, y'all. Welcome, Welcome to, to the B-side. So, Eb, tell us about your dating life or how your ideas about dating have changed over the years from your 20s and 30s and now almost your 40s. Look, I feel like I need a, re- a redemption. <laughs> 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 but, but, you know, okay, but, but in, in reality, it is funny because I would say I am not a, a big dater, like, um, in terms of what people say dating and like, oh, we talk, we're talking. I never, I never did any of that thing. Either we were in a relationship or we were not. Like, oh you know, and I didn't realize. What are those, like penguins? Gotta... Aren't those penguins yes. that like find a mate and stay forever? forever. That's so cute. Ed. If I see you, <laughs> if I go on a date with you on Monday and then I see you on Tuesday on a date with somebody else, table's moving. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Psycho. I, I didn't realize that that wasn't the norm really <laughs> until my little sister. So Juki, we talk about Juki all the time. I love my sisters. Mm. Brand, my older sister, Brandy, been with the same man. Shout out to my brother-in-law. They were Since dated 12. when Since they 12. were eighth, ninth grade and they're 42. <laughs> wow. Yes. Right. Wow. That's a yes. commitment. Now on the other spectrum, we got my little sister, Juki, who hey. is the funniest person you ever want to meet. The best. She is one of these people, she walks in her room and all heads turn. And so it shouldn't be a, a surprise that one Christmas I came home when I was in med school. And I swear to you, there were no less than five guys, grown men who came and just dropped off a Christmas present. And it, it was the weirdest thing to me because when I said they just dropped it off, there were no hugs, no kiss goodbye. It was like, hey, Juke. Here's your, here's your Christmas gifts. And I was like. That is nice. Mm-hmm. That sounds beautiful. <laughs> I need to get my life together because what, what if I do wrong? So I realized in that moment that I've never really dated or talked to people. Um, my first adult relationship was when I was in, in med school. He was five years older than me. Um, and so we had like an adult, like we, we got a dog together. He had a house. Um, so we did like adult things or whatever. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. As far as being able to give real dating like tips, I didn't really have that, that type of, um, experience. I don't know. Well, it's all right, Ev, because me and Juke was doing it for you. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Juki and the whole AGC. Um, yes. We were fun and we had a great time. Now, I already told y'all I worked full time in college. Yes, I did. 2.30 to 11. But that just meant that I needed to party from 11 to 2.30. Like I, I made sure that partying was still a priority. I was the party girl and we had an entire party girl crew. We literally hung out from Thursday to Sunday every week clubs bars lounges we danced y'all until the wee hours like often helping management like clean up because we done been here this long right and we met and dated men like it was a sport like sport fishing isn't that like when you hook them admire them then mm-hmm. throw them back mm-hmm. that's what we were doing that's that was us now let me it's for my mother who's listening juki was not involved in this sport. uh yes she was yes she was she was co-captain she was co-captain but we was hooking them 
having our fun and throwing back. I mean, cute, tall, short, old, young, quiet, crazy. We we tasted a little bit of all of them. Thank God there were no video phones and social media back then because none of us will be married or employed. All tea, no shade. <laughs> we had a good time. Right. But true story, y'all, I was so committed to my party girl, independent woman lifestyle that when my husband asked me to be his girlfriend, I initially said no. Like, I was like, what is he trying to do? Why is he trying to change me? I am good. And oh friends, goodness. then he threatened to stop coming over to cut my grass and put gas in my car. And I literally woke up the next morning and was like, my bad, dog. Yeah, I'm ready to be with you. I mean, I, I quickly came to my senses. I was like, I need help. This whole independent thing is hard. I'm trying to be as dependent as he allows me to be. Okay. So within two years, we were married and had a whole baby. Dang. <laughs> Dang. So as I shared at the top of the podcast, my 20s were all about dating those artsy, hippie, dready, conscious boys. And they were also the kind who would bring stuff to your doorstep after having a fallen out. So <laughs> I had a very similar experience to your little sister, Eb. And I, I can never forget one summer. I always used to spend my summers in New York City on the Lower East Side with my sister. And one summer, this boy who I was dating, y'all already know what he looked like, showed up at the apartment with a bag full of sneakers after we had a fight. What? And my sister was just like, girl, I don't know what <laughs> you be doing with these guys. But why do you keep coming Random with some damn sneakers. Yeah. Random. Got babies. You get the baby of the family. You the baby of the family. Yep. And you can. Yep. Yep. I don't know what it's about. But just it, footloose and free. Footloose and fancy free. <laughs> now, in my 30s is when I started doing a lot of online dating. And I might be dating myself here, but I did a lot of match and eHar mm -hmm. and some of those older early sites. I don't even really know what's out nowadays. But I can say that I approached my online dating in a really different way than I did dating in my 20s. For me, it almost became like a numbers game. I mean, I was started to almost date like a dude. I mean, yeah. I just kind of cast a, a wide net and just started dating lots of guys. Right. True story. I was living in D.C. at the time, and I had five dates lined up there for one week. There you go. Different guys. And what I decided to do was um, that I would ask each date to take me to a restaurant at which I wanted to try their crab cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so Charleston. Okay. That is so Charleston. <laughs> I went to five different restaurants in five different days and ate five different crab cakes. Oh, and, God. Um, Pulling dates for crab cakes. Crab cakes. Franklin. <laughs> That's how women get a bad reputation, man. And, and, and with this online dating thing, Kelly, I'm curious. Were you dating like a wide net? kind of of people like were they all men just with dreadlocks were they interracial <laughs> days? you know what what do we have in this this collection of people well i can say that i stuck to black guys but definitely stretched in terms of ethnicity i'm talking black american caribbean african the, the chocolate rainbow well you know it's it's funny because the reason why i was asking you that um because I, I like to fi figure out what shapes someone and, the, and their likes and, and how does it work. But for me, as truncated as my dating life has been, I am, a, like I said, a serious long-term dater. But when I'm in those long-term relationships, it is literally with the rainbow. Like I've dated black, white, Indian. I dated a Latin dude. But, I, you know, man, let me run back. The Latin dude, I really don't count him really oh, because gosh. it was only for like two weeks because like he didn't speak. English very well, and I said, <laughs> <laughs> and that was 
when I was in high school. So I don't know if I necessarily could count him, count him. But um, was he but even your boyfriend? I, right. How do you know? I, How do you know? We were together. He sent me a Mark Anthony song. That does not that mean that he's your boyfriend. Oh that my was, god, you the stalker. Said, You're a stalker. If we go to eat, okay, we are together. We, together. All right. But now everybody knows that my husband. He is white. But I think the reason why I I have kind of dated this whole rainbow of people is that you date like who you're around. And to be 100% honest with y'all, historically, I feel like I am approached by more of the different ethnic groups than I am by black men. Like I don't, black men, tell me if I'm wrong, Kim, and you know it. When we go out and stuff, black men don't approach me so i don't know if it's i don't have an inviting face or something no you're or- totally inviting almost too inviting like what stop is- we don't need any new friends stop friend. stop talking to them you know we don't even want to talk to them friend. you gotta be right she's like hey friend. how you doing hey hey i'm Ebony. hey hey i'm like what <laughs> i'm just trying to get a drink girl have a seat <laughs> i don't think that is that you're not friendly but i think it's just like what you said it's it, you're it's the people that you're surrounded by that tend to engage you more in conversation like for instance according to an article published by the stanford report on how couples meet and stay together the most common ways to meet a new partner are through a friend bar restaurant through a co-worker family and then last is online dating so i mean it actually makes sense eb you're you're i mean you're in a white world and and interracial dating is on the rise i mean the amount of black folks marrying outside of their race has more than tripled since the 1980s so you know Eb, have you ever felt or do you ever feel conflicted about your relationship? I mean, how do you both manage those uncomfortable cultural conversations that have to come up from time to time? You know, I feel like I'm going to end up having to um, block this whole podcast episode for being released. (laughs) 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 This this ain't going to be good for me. But, you know, but if I am honest, okay. I get I get really jealous um, when I hear you know when I think of like the black on black relationships of like when you hear people say this is black love mm-hmm. and when I, that really that that phrase really became um, popular about what was it? I would say about five ten years ago when there was a, a hashtag literally black love black everything was black love and can we say black love versus black on black relationships it just yeah. sounds violent that does sound. <laughs> Some black on black. Black two black people. Okay. <laughs> like I wanna be able to say I I wanna out it's one of these things of I don't know if that is a different level of relationship and not to not to belittle or not to um dilute on interracial relationships at all but i think if you are two people going through similar things as far as injustices for instance and you share the same culture then if you are a black woman and your your black husband comes home and you know what he's had to go through from day to day the, the things that he's had to jump over and avoid and the same thing for a black man when he sees his black woman he knows the obstacles that she's had to overcome that is an intensity there that that doesn't have to be taught. Yeah, I Maybe. get what you're saying. Yeah, friend, I get what you're saying. You know, I dated a couple of white guys. And by dating, I mean, like, we went on a date with a couple of white guys. And while they were cool and honestly pretty fun, like, really amazing guys, 
I did feel stressed when I thought about going to dinner or introducing them to my friends or family or hell, I mean, even wrapping my hair at night if we're spending the night together. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to deal with the conversations and the interactions. It just felt very overwhelming and Mm -hmm. at some points unnecessary. Um, And so I get exactly what you're saying. It it felt like a lot. It does seem like a lot. Now, I'm going to shift gears a little bit and ask (laughs) y'all... She's like, please do, please do. I'm going to shift gears. Listeners, we are going to talk about our worst date ever. Something else. And I am going to kick us off with this one. So I'm going to set the scene. Sophomore year, Spelman College, rocking my Spelman sweatshirt right now. I went out on a date with an older guy. So this means he was maybe like 24 or 25. So he definitely was no longer in college. Now this dude, he took me on my first date date to a drive-in. I had never Ooh. been to a drive-in movie theater. Nice. I was super psyched about it. I just thought it was like very Americana. Right. Anyway, so about halfway into the movie, I turn sideways. I lean my back into the door to get comfortable. I kick off my sandals and I so put my feet up on the, on the dashboard. All right. So I'm okay. snuggled. I'm leaning back. My feet are on the dashboard. The next thing I know this Negro has put my toes in his oh, mouth. Oh, no, he didn't. And no, I was no, just no, sitting there like. Can't be trusted. The devil is a lie. Uh, no, this, this, is, this is real. This is real. Satan so, is at work. This is real. Satan so, is at work. 19, 20-year-old me, I didn't have any idea, first of all, that men oh were God. into something like that, that oh some God. men were toe suckers, if uh, that's even what you call them. Kelly, so, can I ask you a question? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, which toe for one? Well, she's talking the whole toe in mouth. Are we talking like a tongue out? Because did he close his lips? Yes, he did. So it was my left foot. It wasn't a lick. No, my left foot was up on, I mean, both my feet were up, but my left foot was closest to him. And he just kind of grabbed it and swung it around and put like, if I remember correctly, the big toe wasn't in there. But... (laughs) Anyway, who likes moist toes? That's my thing. Like my mind was, my mind was fully blown. I mean, my mind was fully blown. So clearly, your toes were on the dashboard, right? Look, y'all. Clearly, the date went downhill from there. I mean, clearly, we broke up. The the date went downhill from there. Although I did sit through to the end of the movie, and I. And I can distinctly remember wondering about his lack of home training (laughs) when I should have been wondering about his inability to maintain boundaries. But I was wondering about this fool's home training. But he loved on me from head to toe. Uh, Clearly, (laughs) head to toe. Mm -hmm. Can I pause for a minute and tell you why I love Kelly? Because she uses adjectives like Americana. (laughs) Who even comes? I mean, like that just came out just naturally. That's so cute. I love it. So, y'all, my worst day, y'all remember MySpace? Okay, now we're really aging ourselves, right? You remember MySpace, right? Okay. So, I met this guy on MySpace while in college. So, just like early 2000s, right? We're chatting back and forth. Then we decide to meet for lunch. Okay, cool beans. He lived two hours away, actually in Spartanburg, friend. So, right up in your neck of the area, probably your cousin. He's probably your cousin. Okay, because you're going to hear this because he's weird. So, two hours away, we met in the middle um, at a restaurant. So, about an hour out, right? Child, total waste of my goddamn time. Dude's cousin dropped him off at the restaurant. Why? Because he had no car. Strike one. His conversation was weird as hell. 
like okay. Star Wars characters. Like he was talking like he was a Star Wars character. Right, you and, okay, flag number two. And right. he had no damn money for his Ooh. bill. Oof, that's true. He didn't have a money for a car, Kim. So he, you expected him to pay for dinner? That's I mean, I would think because you don't have a car or a gas, then you should have <laughs> money for dinner. I'm just, I mean, it's all about the allocation. Ooh. Like, I mean, what else you spending it on, sir? I don't know. He worked at Best Buy. I mean, I know he had a job. Mm. He had a MySpace picture with his name tag on. That's the worst. It was the, the worst, worst, y'all. I was on a date with Comic Con, and it was not fun. It was <laughs> not fun. I am not her. So yes, worst date ever. Child, my worst date. Okay, so I'm about to set up this little scenario, kind of similar to Kelly, and that mine was also involving a movie theater. So you have to remember <laughs> this. I was coming off of a relationship, of a long term relationship, and again, if because I am a serial long-term dater, if I don't say we're together, we're not together, right? Meaning that I'm going to give you a full-fledged hint to let you know that you're mine. So fast forward, this guy said, do you want to go to the movies? I said, okay. We go in, I buy my own nacho little <laughs> Okay, he buys his Because that clearly lets you know we are not together. <laughs> Look, I drove myself to the, to the movies. You, you arrived, so this is not a date. We was going to the movies together. So fast forward. We're in the movie now. There's nobody else in the movie theater, really. We're the only people on the very back row that he led the way. We're on the back row. I was already thinking, I hope you don't think. But anyway, so we sit down. I start to eat my nachos. The previews are playing. The lights go down. So at the completion of my nachos, I put my nachos to the left of me. He's sitting on the right. <laughs> just need to make sure everybody sees this where we're going here. Again, there is nobody on our rows. He taps me on my right shoulder and hands me his bag of popcorn. So I put it on the ground beside me. Why? I don't know. Because the entire row, again, is empty. So that annoyed me, but I said, whatever. Next thing I know, here he goes lifting up the little arm rail in between (laughs) me and him. And I said, okay, now now I see where this going. Here we go. We're together. Right. So I'm trying to ignore it. I'm leaning like when I say leaning all the way, I'm all the way on my left hip. Like I got arthritis. <laughs> all of a sudden, we're now 20 minutes into the movie. I see this shadow of a leg swoop up in front of my face, y'all, and what? come down behind my back. What? Now my hip is now trapped. In Does between- he do karate? <laughs> A gymnast? He, did a, he did a kung fu panda move. Now <laughs> trapped between his leg and the back of my seat, and his leg is resting on my shoulder blades. What? Turn, I turned. I can't turn my head all the way because my hair, like I said, my hair is stuck. Did he not sprain his groin? I said, if you don't get your leg from around, who does that? <laughs> who does that? Maybe they he's cousins assaulted. with the man who grabbed my foot. Yes, <laughs> yes. And with who Mr. Star Wars. Bros, who picks up that? What was going through his head when he picked his leg up? How did the leg go so far? Yeah. I'm Child. real flexy. He must be doing Pilates. He's <laughs> <laughs> had a Pilates. And the only thing I can think of is we are 20 minutes into this dry-ass movie. And I gotta sit here. With your so you watched the face. movie. With you your crotch in my face. End, Did you? See, I didn't have nothing. What, what am I doing, Kelly? I can't get up. It's <laughs> already a moment of where I'm like, my, my face is red. Y'all know. Yes. Yes. Oh, but that was. I was like, but that taught me never again. You gotta be clear and concise. There you go. 
Either, either I'm a go. If I'm going out now with a guy that I am not, well, too late now. But if I, <laughs> from that point on, when I went out with a guy, it was either we going with a big group of friends, okay, or we date. We're twelve. We're twelve. We can do a group date. Are we married? I don't know. There's, <laughs> There's no in between. <laughs> and the, the funniest thing is though, y'all, because you know, quality time and physical touch, like those are my love languages. So. That's why this was so weird that it bothered me so much because it was quality time and it was physical touch. But I was like, nah, like y'all got to go somewhere with that. So maybe that's why y'all with with your like. Yeah, I was going to say my love languages are gift giving and acts of service. And if you're interested in me, I need to see your efforts. Like, I mean, words don't really mean a whole lot to me if you're not putting legs on it on them so do something like give me gifts and not it doesn't have to be expensive but small things just to let me know that you're thinking about me and that you're listening to what I say wine and dine me like just give me some show some efforts that show that you're being considerate of who I am and what I like like I still believe that regardless of who requests the date the man should still pay it just seems right now after the first date we can share dating costs I get it but the guy should definitely foot the bill for date one. Agreed. That's all I'm saying. And should not expect sex just because you pay, sir. I'm going to give it and if you, I want to give it. Look, we should for our listeners actually talk about what the five love languages are. Like, oh. I, I'm assuming everybody knows. But if y'all don't know, check out Gary Chapman. It, he has a book called The Five Love Languages. Mm-hmm. It's in Barnes and Nobles, in the Christian section of all places. Yes. <laughs> Jesus first. But no, but the five love languages are... Quality time, so you need to spend time one-on-one with this person. Physical touch, you need to hold my hand. I need to feel your toe on me when we go to sleep because I need that contact. Our sex. Mm-hmm. Right? Acts of service. So going to wash your car, Kim, yes. or cut your grass. There straight. we go. Shout yes. Yes. Shout out <laughs> to then, my Paul Bunyan. Right. Words of affirmation, like I need to hear you say I love you. I need to hear you say I appreciate you. And then gifts. Buy it up. So Kelly... What which one are, are yours? Because I thought I used to think like gifts were gold diggers, but now I'm like, no, nah, you just need oh. love in that way. Mm. We're trinkets. Mm. We're sentimental. Right, right. Absolutely. Well, in terms of my love languages, they're definitely words of affirmation. I love having my own cheerleader, somebody who affirms what I'm doing, and it's interesting. I don't need them words of affirmation from anybody, anybody else, but my husband. Right. Like, Isn't I need something? them from nobody it's but from so him. It's so crazy how that works, it what is. you need from them versus the it's, rest of the world. It's really interesting. But mm-hmm. mine are words of affirmation and physical touch. So as much as I encourage our listeners to check out Love Languages if you haven't already, what I also encourage folks to do is think about what your love language is, meaning how do you show love? Right. And so even though mine are words of affirmation and physical touch, I know the ways in which I show love are through acts of service and gifts. So as you get deeper in your relationship, it's interesting to really try to figure out, you know, if my husband's love language is X and Y, then I can't keep bringing him, you know, trinkets, a trinket, or I can't keep doing things if he is actually looking for something else. Yeah, that makes sense, Kelly. I love how you said that because although mine are gift giving and acts of service, the way I show love um, it's quality time. Mm-hmm. I make time for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so funny. I, I honestly, and I've been told this several times, I show love in all five. Yes, you do. I can see that. Yes, you do. It's, but I mean, <clears throat> but then the way I receive it though, like, um, like as far as buying me stuff, I appreciate it. And I'm never going to take, you know, say like, no, but I would be happy if you bought me a, um, 
a book as much as if you bought me a Birkin. Right. Mm-hmm, a bag. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I'd just be happy that you thought about me. You know what yeah. I mean? But, um, but that's one of the things that he says in the book, though, is that what Kelly was mentioning is you really do need to identify not only your, your relationship with your partner, but also with your kids, too. With your you, friends. With your, with your friends. friends. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to identify your kid may may um, express or, or um, kind of re- interpret love in different ways. So you buying stuff for your kid all the time. Mm-hmm. They may mm-hmm. say they may 18 years later say my mom never loved me because their love language was actually physical touch. And right. you never hugged them and you didn't let them sit in your lap and you didn't do these things. So really learning what the language is of each individual person in your life. Yeah, that's all really good information, y'all. I mean, from the love languages, but even from those worst dates, God, and from the turn on and turn offs. I mean, if we were dating in 2020, I think we would be going through a struggle right now because <laughs> in 2000, things were a little bit different. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So, ladies, give some parting words to our listeners. If there was one thing you could tell someone that is currently dating, what would you say? Well, mine would be um, that regardless if you meet in church or on Tinder, just do not lower your standards. Know your worth, ladies, and refuse to allow someone in your space that doesn't see your worth. Remember, it's not only a waste of your time, which is invaluable, but they're taking a seat of who could be your future husband, right? And so don't settle for someone just to have a plus one on a ticket. Make sure that they are worth having that seat. I'd say my advice to listeners is don't be shy or scared to actively date. You know, take time out to figure out who you like or what you like. So I say take that five crab cake approach to five different (laughs) men. There you go. There you go, my friend. (laughs) What's the best crab cake restaurant in D.C.? Girl, I don't even remember the restaurant. Fast forward. Yes, yes, forever ago. Um, To piggyback on Kelly, great segue. I would say in that five crab cake different men approach be intentional but be patient i mean unless you're practicing to be a magician don't waste your time or pretty on guys that you know are not good for you like show up as your best self in all spaces and i promise the best for you will come to you don't settle and don't rush it take your time and enjoy the ride like literally enjoy the ride here we go here we go Thanks to everyone who tuned in to hear our tragic and triumphant dating stories. Please keep listening to the B Word Unpacked and tell us what you thought about today's episode in our comment section. Also, let us know if there's a B Word that you want us to unpack in future episodes. Until the next time, let's keep unpacking. Learn more about Goodstock Consulting at www.goodstockconsulting.com. Be sure to follow on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn.